With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. It's just the, well, I suppose it's just a, a slip in a gully, or two slips this time. There's only yeah. two of us. How are you, Aaron? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks, mate. We're um, we're missing the big fella. Yeah. He's, uh, he's he's left a big gap in the studio. Yeah. So we'll uh, soldier on without him. We'll have to find a way. I'm sure he'd have very much the same things that we have to say anyway when we get to the nitty-gritty of this episode. So it is, of course, the first episode since the... Uh, end of the first border Gavaskar Trophy test match, which was finished in a disappointing three days. And if you're following on the mini pods that I was posting on YouTube, you can sort of gauge the tone of the. You can the see room. how much further down in the chair you were slumping day by day. Uh, it was just. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, it just. We'll, we'll get to that later on. We're also going to have a look at the WPL auction, the very first one. And quite frankly, groundbreaking, not in just women's cricket, but women's sport, the number, the, the dollar figures that are being thrown around for, for this tournament is eye-watering. It is, this is a, a landmark moment in global women's sport. Oh, look, I think, and as we were just talking about just before we come on air, um, it's a start. It, yeah. This is the start? Yeah. Wow. When you, when you look at, you know, you go back, what is it, 15 years ago now, um, and look at the, the money being thrown around for the first IPL game, and then fast forward to some of the dollars that you're getting thrown at today. If, if the women's game even goes on 75, 50% of that trajectory, there is going to be some we're, obscene money being thrown around. We're going to have million-dollar women's team sport players. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've probably got the odd one or two in women's soccer, particularly in Europe, because it's very big over there. Um, 
obviously golfers, tennis players earn very, some, very big money. Some combat sports, Ronda Rousey was quite a lucrative money yeah, earner for but the... But as uh, far as a, a team sport person in general, this is massive. Yeah. This is massive. Absolutely massive. So we'll get uh, stuck into that straight after this, have a look at some of the uh, the buys of the tournament, and then we'll be getting into, uh, yeah, we'll uh, dissect the carcass that is the uh, wash-up of the yes, first test. and the stinking, rotten carcass uh. left in the gutters of Nagpur. <laughs> it was very, very sad for the Australian cricket team. Go on, straight down the throat of first slip. So earlier this week, we had the the draft for the inaugural WPL. So 15 years, as we said, after the start of the, the IPL, which is, has revolutionised cricket. Be it a good or a bad thing, you know, there are pretty, plenty of traditionalists out here that will say that it has, it has decimated the cricketing landscape. Um, I'm personally one of those guys when you're talking about sort of test cricket and one-day cricket. It has left a, a significant mark on the cricketing landscape. And for tra- traditionalists, it's not been a good mark, but there is no doubt at all it has left a significant mark on the cricket landscape. And it looks like 15 years down the track, the WPL is going to be making a similar mark for uh, the women's game. And I, I'm, I'm going to say that with the, the large-scale absence of test match cricket in, in women's cricket, I don't think it's going to be seen as, as negative as it has been for the men's game because there's less of that clinging to you know, traditional ways and yeah. the, the, the calendar. The, the women's cricket year is a lot bigger when you don't have to factor in test matches and things into right. it. So it's only going to be a net positive because all of a sudden all these women around the world are now going to be able to have... You know, if they play well enough, potentially life-changing, lucrative paydays for oh, their sport. Absolutely. Um, you, you think about in the context, like you said, of the first IPL, um, and the very best men players in that auction, I think, were just breaking the million-dollar mark. Here we are 15 years later, and we've got women's IPL that's coming up. And the fact that they are, you know, they are only 50% less than what the men rather than this ridiculous pay gap that there's always existed in women's sport between men and women, and we can go on about the nuances of that forever. But this is giving a lot of young, talented sportswomen the chance to go out and earn some serious money because they train just as hard as the men do. They put in all the sacrifices that the men do. And now that they're getting recognised for it, they should be financially compensated for it too. Yeah, and if the as we've always said with Indian cricket, they've got money to burn, and oh, they are ridiculous. they are they're putting in. You can't say they're not putting in. So it's a twenty-two game competition played uh, across two venues, um, so five teams. And uh, Ash Gardner was the highest ranked Aussie, and I believe the second highest went for the second highest amount. Right. She went for five hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars for yeah. for what's not going. It's going to be a fairly Short period of time. That's yeah. a, it is a handy payday. Oh, yes. Um, not surprising, but, I mean, she is just world-class cricketer. Really, really. Um, the one I was a little bit surprised who didn't go for a little bit more was um, Talia McGrath. Yeah, well, she wasn't in the... the like, the high-end bracket, which I found yeah. very, very oh, surprising. As she was been... 
I've still picked up a couple of hundred thousand yeah. dollars for a few weeks' work. So McGrath went for two hundred and forty-four thousand, but we were both thinking that she yeah. would be a like a. I'm not sure what the actual names of the brackets were, but she'd be a platinum player, oh, uh, yeah. young, yeah. You know, great at bowl, like she's a death bowler for the strikers. She's yeah. a hard hitting top order player. Um, I think she's as suited down to the ground for the T20 game. Absolutely. And she, of all the women that you see, when you see this girl hit a cricket ball, she, and not the way that she looks, she's a very nice looking lady, but she hits the ball like a man. She has the same power, the same oomph through the ball. Yeah, well, that's very impressive. This sort of modern generation of, of young women cricketers coming through. Is that uh, you know, women's games are obviously played on much smaller boundaries, but yeah. there are plenty of them that would not be out of place oh, on, on, a, on a full size ground. Like well, McGrath think... and Healy, for example, have no issues finding the stands. Yeah, oh, you've seen Alyssa Hurley put it in the stands and repeat balls on repeat occasions. So yeah. um, she picked up quite a nice little payday as well. Um, Healy, $122,000 from the uh, UP. So let's go have a look through. So some of the big. The big bid, Smitty Mundahar went um, first overall, which I think is what we were we were thinking that the, if they went an Indian yeah, local, it would be her. Yeah. Uh, so five hundred ninety three thousand uh, dollars. Nat Cyber Brunt, uh, congratulations by the way. She got married um, yeah, over to, the course of the summer. Her fiance Catherine, yeah. Um, so she went for five hundred and fifty eight, same as Ash. Uh, yeah. Deepthi Sharma went for four hundred and fifty four thousand. Uh, Jemima Rodriguez went for three hundred eighty-four thousand. Beth Mooney, uh, for a great yeah. uh, period of time for the Aussies at the moment, three forty-nine. Yeah. Shafali Verma, that's probably a little bit low for Beth Mooney. Oh, I thought. Really? I think the, the Gujarat Giants are getting a steal at three forty-nine. If she's not, if she's not in that five hundred thousand dollar category with with those other wonderful players who we've just named, then I'm very very surprised. Especially, Does she ever get out for anything less than fifty? <laughs> Especially considering she can keep too over the batting end, yeah. keeping meaning you don't have to carry a, a no. wicket keeper. You can fit more all round. Enormously in. experienced, very very good leader. You know, he's picked up very well there. So uh, yeah, so some some serious money being thrown around. We'll go through some of the Aussie salts of it. Ash Gardner and Beth Mooney both went to Gujarat Giants. Uh, uh, Elise Perry went to Royal Challengers Bangalore. So Virat uh, Kohli's club. Yeah. Uh, for 297 Tali McGrath went to the UP Warriors for 245 Meg Lanning got picked up for 193 245 Well, you just when you say that, but Tali McGrath... Uh, oh, I think that's the value. That's the value by the tournament. Oh, it has been. Uh, Meg Lanning went to, for 193k to the Delhi Capitals. Grace Harris, 131k to the UP Warriors. Georgia Wareham, fresh off a five-wicket haul yeah. in the World Cup. I've always had, I've always got a soft spot for Georgie. She's, oh, and she's, she's coming back from some in, yeah. some pretty serious injuries. Yeah. Great to see. Went for 131k to the to Gujarat Giants. Alyssa Healy went to the UP Warriors for 122. Annabelle Sutherland, Gujarat Giants, 122. That uh, seems a touch low for Annabelle as well. Uh, Jess Johnson and Laura Harris both ended up to the Delhi Capitals for 87 and 78k respectively. Megan Shute went to the Royal Challengers Bangalore for 70k. Aaron Burns, Royal Challengers Bangalore for 52k. Heather Graham to uh, Mumbai Indians for 52k. Um, and there were some some rather big names who I personally thought was a bit surprising they didn't get picked up at all. Alana King uh, missed out in the auction. She's been a revelation bowling league. She's been in all formats of the women's game since she's debuted. I would have thought she would have been um, yeah, hot look, property. Um Big wicket-taking leg spinner in a T20 uh, yeah. competition. I just think maybe they think next year. 
Yeah. I know that, as you said before, getting onto the podcast, they're all very young. They've got plenty of their careers ahead of you. I just, yeah. yeah. Now, considering the, the mark that she's made, um, I mean, she picked up a hat trick, I believe, in the 100. Uh, yeah. She was a star. Um, oh, in, she's been a star everywhere she's played. So I was surprised that she didn't get picked up at all by anyone. Um, Darcy Brown is another one who I thought was a little surprising. I, I know that she's got uh, some runs in her when she's bowling. She can mm. go for some, for some runs, but she's also a genuine wicket-taking option oh. up front with a new ball. Oh, I mean, it's good enough for the best cricket team in the world, yeah. the Australian women's cricket team, to have her yeah. open in the bowling and, she, and it's not like, oh, we're giving her a go. She's <laughs> she's almost locked in that yeah. that new ball spot now. She's yeah. She more more than often gets given... Yeah, they, um, it's that. only she tends to miss out on when they know they're playing on a low, slow deck. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess because you, even they don't, just don't have the airspeed that we, that we associate with the sort of things that you get a fast bowler's good at on a slow wicket. You know, we're being able to really dig it into the pitch and they just don't have that. So, you know, somebody bowling 125, you dig that into the pitch, on an Indian pitch, it could end up on the outside pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, so as it is also, yeah, the subcontinent conditions. So, um, yeah. It's always a bit difficult. Um, so some other big ones that went, uh, Sophie Devine uh, got yeah. a, a fair payday. Um, Sophie Eccleston, obviously, is a yeah. brilliant cricketer from England. She mm-hmm. got uh, got up there. Um, I'm just trying to find... A couple of those English girls picked up quite handy little paydays, actually. Yeah, Susie Bates went unsold, which oh, I, I thought was a big, a big one. Um, She's probably, yeah... I don't know, maybe getting a little bit long in the tooth. Yeah, possibly. Um, uh, Adapathu, uh, the Sri Lankan captain, yeah. who is a, a phenomenal cricketer, uh, didn't get picked up at all, who I thought was um, really hard done by there. Like, yeah, so there's... Um, and I, I suppose the, the good thing for those players that did miss out, I mean, it's no good... Um, they're obviously feeling sad about it now, but one thing we've seen with the the IPL, they've had expe- uh, aggressive expansion as this competition's gone on. So uh, I can imagine if these five teams have um, pretty good success, yeah. there'll be a sixteen they, next year. There might be a sixteen next year or the year after, or I might introduce two. You know, there could be yeah. all of a sudden if um, enough people with enough money are looking at this and it's actually becoming a... Uh, a lucrative money. A money. lucrative money. That the because at the end of the day, these Indian businesses, yes, they like cricket, but they're there to make money. Yeah. These franchises in the IPL and the WPL need to make money. Yeah. Okay, they can't just be a drain. So they have to have commercial success um, with endorsements, with sponsorships, all that sort of stuff. Uh I personally think just looking at the, at the five squads, it's going to be very, very tight. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be a gonna, good tournament. It's going to be a very good tournament. All the teams seem very nicely balanced with what they've picked up. Um, I suppose the the one thing to, to consider as well is that there were quite a number of um, friend, uh, like bids that didn't end up with the team. So exactly. They, they, weren't, they weren't struggling to fill... Yeah. Um, they just decided we're going to do five. I think they. Time. I think they ended up with almost triple yeah. the bids 
compared to franchises they're prepared to run. No. So if those those you know, that in those, itself suggests next year those seven or eight that missed out, um, I, you know, they're still so long as obviously this tournament goes off without a hitch and goes as well as they're expecting it to go. Um, there it couldn't it might not be a long time before you start seeing then um, um, more franchises included. So uh, my only complaint, and it's only a mild one, because I, I understand that there is a it, it it's very time sensitive. But they had the draft on during the Women's World Cup. So we actually had, for the inaugural tournament, yeah. so where there's life-changing money being thrown yeah. around, we had these players getting ready to go out for a World Cup, yeah. and they're sitting around watching TV, seeing if they're getting, which is distracting. They had uh, the, the English captain and the New Zealand captain who were, were the teams that were most affected because they played, I think, yeah. either during or just after the draft. Um, and it was, they said, yeah, it affected some of the players. Um, of course it's going to affect you. I mean, particularly in, in when you, you're going to jump from one, one income bracket, which is about, what well, I get, I would imagine the average, well, very good this cricketer way. earns maybe $100,000, $150,000 a year with all things added I up. reckon of all of the women cricketers, 10% of them, and that's probably been generous, yeah. would make six, six, would, would six don't years. Would don't need to go yeah. and get... Uh, another job. Yeah. You're Alyssa Hurley's, your, your, yeah, your, your, yeah, 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 some of your big your, money Australian players, English yeah, players, yeah. but like I can't imagine there'd be too many fully professional, say like, you know, Bangladeshi, Sri Lankan, South African, West yeah. Indian play, And so, you know, this sort of money, that's. that. This is a house in every country in the world. Yeah. Or a, a very fat down payment on one. And, you know, if you're 19, 20 years old, Running around for your country, and you've got that sitting in the back of your mind. I'm... The thing is about it, though, and I will say this: Indian commercialism has no sympathy. No. Okay. It doesn't care. It's going to do what it wants when it wants. And I just hope that there's a learning experience here. Obviously, they had a, a short time period to, to get this off the ground. I think they maybe could have pushed it back a week, like as in, like had it a week earlier. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you can't drag it too much later because I think the tournament starts in less than a month, so they're coming straight out of the World Cup into that, so you obviously want to be getting the players acclimatised where they're going to be. But have it a week earlier. Uh, and I just hope moving forward, the BCCI looks at that and goes, yeah, all right, for, for a World Cup, maybe we should just not be arrogant and, particularly and, and get Cup, out of the way. Particularly, and I'm gonna, you've got to imagine... This is going to affect some of those Indian players as well. Not, I mean, I'm sure that those high-profile Indian players, I mean, just by the nature of the Indian sporting landscape, those ones that are up on a pedestal, they're fine. Okay, it's the ones underneath, the ones that are hoping to get into one of these franchises. You know, why do you need to put that sort of pressure on your own team? Yeah. Because India have got to be oh. would have to be probably second favourites for the World Cup. Oh, I'm sure I'm 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 not going to go as far as saying it was malicious. I, I think it was. Just, I don't think we, it's malicious. I just we are, think we have X race. amount of time, and we just we need to do it now. No. And probably moving forward, hopefully the the, the BCCI recognises that it's um, an international tournament, an ICC tournament, a World Cup, no matter no matter the gender. Is the bigger show in town, no. and don't be arrogant enough to believe that it's. Not yeah. and just give those things the respect they deserve. So just just stay in their lane, get out of their way, schedule all your stuff that you need outside of the, the World Cup dates, and just let the World Cup be the World Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, all these people coming out going, oh, they just need to focus on 
players need to stop whinging and, you know, they're professionals and need to get out there and play the game. This is the first time anything like this has happened. This yeah. is this is like the get moon real. landing get of... real, people. Yeah, get real. The moon landing of, of women's cricket right yeah. now. Like, this sort of money for a, a what, two-and-a-half-week tournament is... A, is this is absurd. Like this hasn't been done before. Nothing remotely close to they this. They spent nearly three million dollars just on Australian players. You, you come on, three three million dollars for what? Fourteen Australian players. So a squad of Australian players, three million dollars that they're going to split between the whole lot of them. Mm. That's just enormous. So it, it is. It is a landmark moment. It is one that deserves attention, and you know. There's no way that if this was being replicated in the men's game that it would happen during an ICC event. They wouldn't be having the the, the um, IPL auction during the upcoming World Cup. And so I just like moving forward. They like I don't think we need to be raising pitchforks. I'm not being that hypercritical. I know I'm hypercritical of the BCCI, but I think it's just this is a learning experience for them. Okay, yeah, well, cool. BCCI have got their stuff coming in the next segment. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for. I'm not sure. Hopefully, Ko has the uh, the TV rights. Oh, I've got no doubt that. they will. So um, you, 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 they would have to have a significant to be throwing that money, sort of money around, and the sort of corporate interest that they're getting over there. They'd be they've selling. Got a, they've got a big TV deal. They, they'd be selling TV rights to anyone that wants them. Oh my word, they will. Um, and so, they'll go. I think they'll go at a reasonable price too. As if you're smart, you're not going to price yourself out of the out of the ballpark first go. Not for not for your first women's no. women's tournament. So no. um, I might have to chuck myself onto the Royal Challengers Bangalore. I think because I just can't pass up going for Elise Perry. And boy, hasn't she come alive in the T20 oh, game my, recently? My God, doesn't she look good? <laughs> Sorry about that. Yes, Elise Perry. You said that. You said the quiet thing out loud. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Um. We love Elise Perry. One of the greatest cricketers this country's ever produced. And you know, there was talk of her not being one of the world's best T20 players recently. And to be fair, some of her performances led to maybe thinking that. Uh, She's, She's on her way out, and boy, has she come back with a vengeance. Talking about you can't hit the ball fast enough, and she's managing to find a way to be hyper-effective. That uh, yeah. that T20 tour to India, she was striking the ball better than I've ever seen yeah. Elise Perry back. She's so. just got a most beautiful technique. Her and, her and Meg Lanning, out of the two women, are just beautiful technicians. They really are just silky smooth technique, beautiful in defence, elegant playing shots. Um, everything you want in a top-class batter. Bat- batter. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that will do us for uh, the women's game. We're going to uh, take a deep breath, compose ourselves, get all the swear words out off air, and then we're going to get stuck into what just what happened during the uh, first test at Nagpur. Mm-hmm. Got it! Patrick ball. Beautifully bowled. <laughs> well, at least it only went for three days. Yeah, um, I'm not sure I could have stood four. <laughs> I could have. I could have stood four. Would have meant that we oh, batted four. No, they would have just sent us back in again and <laughs> bowled was... us out three times for underneath <laughs> this score. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is one of those times Australia requests for a third innings that they <laughs> to make it fair. Um, so uh, much was talked about at the beginning of this test. Uh, we obviously spoke at length in regards to the shenanigans the BCCI played with the pitch um, in regards to the uh, dry patches outside the left-handers off stump. Um, first and foremost, this pitch, if you're going off the ICC guidelines, wasn't what you would say in uh, a pitch that allocate that was one that you could say with all three um, specialties could you could use. I don't think there was enough carry, and I think I think it spun too early from in the test match. I mean, it was spinning from the seventh over. That being said, there were no demons in it. No, it wasn't. I personally think that we got mind gamed. That they went out of their way to make such a big hoo-ha about we're going to do this and then create all this controversy just to get into our heads a little bit. Oh, I'm sure. I'm and sure. I, I think it worked very nicely. I'm sure days four and five would have been very difficult for our left-handers because oh. I no doubt those those footmarks would have really started to go um, because they were dried out. But we just did, we didn't have the decency to play long enough for it to, to be a factor. We just um, weren't. We literally in this test match, we just were not good enough. Like, for that one, as I said at the top, it, it didn't cater to all three skill sets as much as you would like to think that it should over in India, but it's typical Indian wicket. Exactly. Um, it wasn't one that was – it wasn't this fire-breathing dragon of a wicket. It came out um, – it spun from day one, yes, but it, it spun pretty consistently. Like, yeah. it wasn't uh, – And the thing that I found about it as well, and which is even more disappointing, is that the spin wasn't rapid and ragged spin where you – it spun on a certain trajectory. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was nothing turning um, three feet from outside leg stump and missing and going to first slip. There was none of that. those demons in it. Yeah. Having said it, that... It was a game that, pure and simple, India executed their skills yeah. and Australia didn't. They, they came to play. We, we got psyched out. I personally think we got psyched out. I think... Now, I'd be interested to go, I don't know the machinations of it, and it hasn't really come out at this point in time, but it seems to be a pretty close-knit secret. But when had they decided that Travis Head wasn't playing? Yeah, that's the big talking point from the beginning of the game, is Travis Head um, missed out. Now, if you were listening back to our podcast probably, what, a dozen episodes ago, we were yeah. calling for that. Um, if you went from Sri Lanka to India, yeah, Travis Head probably would miss out and probably should miss out. But you'd think after the summer that he had, he earned the right. He'd earned the right to fail, which is, I believe, what we said in our in our preview is yes, that exactly. we weren't expecting great things. He's got weaknesses. I I still maintain that we we should have opened the batting with him, but um, not drop him completely. But with number four ranked batsman in the world, just coming off a summer that he had, you know, in some in some tricky batting conditions, it wasn't all flat tracks. Oh, that that, that was... ninety at the Gabba will go down in le- in legend. That was just one of the one of the greater counter attacking innings. And, in, um, in cricket. And we didn't give him a chance to to see what he could do. But the, the problem that I have, like, I completely agree with the reasoning. If the reasoning is we don't think that Travis Head has the technique to allow himself to excel batting in the middle order against a spin-heavy attack, it makes sense. Travis Head, time and again, has proven that his technique is suspect to starting against spin on slow spinning tracks. It's mm-hmm. not a secret. Problem I have is that Travis Head, who has been probably the pick of our batsmen for the last two summers, fell to this rationale. But David Warner, who is equally as rubbish on slow spinning tracks, 
who has also not had a glut of runs um, in our home summer, was was free for this. David told us at the start of the year he's going to play until the Ashes. Yeah. So this is just, like we're not at the Ashes yet. So obviously Davey's still playing. So uh, it's just that—that's what frustrates me the most about it. Like I can get on board with the reasoning. The reasoning is they're trying to prepare a an, a team to to take on India. And sometimes I think over the past sort of decade or so, we've just tried to pick our best team of the best players and not picked players that are necessarily suited to succeed in some of these conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a step in that direction, but. The fact that we've got Warner at the top, who <laughs> has so much more empirical evidence that he is not the right player to have there, is just given like this. Well, apparently, the word is now that uh, Warner may be on the chopping block and Travis Head may make his return at the top of the order, which is only what I've been saying basically since the, well, the summer finished. You've been on, actually, it's longer. You've been on this since the middle of the, middle of the test series. Yeah. You have, um, because we, we work together, obviously, so... Um, we talk about cricket all the time. Not that you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, you've been on about this. You've been on this tangent for quite a while, and not just in the test matches, but in the one days as well. Yep, that um, yeah, Travis had. He's clearly a talented batsman. Clearly, is a player in the Gilchrist mould that could change yeah. a test match for you. But we're not setting him up to succeed by putting him in the middle, where he's coming into Jadeja and Ashwin just spearing it in him and ripping it around corners. Give him a crack at Shammy and Siraj while the ball's hard and new and it's not really bouncing or swinging, and just get him out there. Punch a quick fire 30 or 40. He's a very hand-eye warden, a very hand-eye, not so much footwork sort of player. If he gets all everything moving against the quicker ball, who knows? Maybe he comes off and he just starts feeling good and that ball suddenly starts looking like a beach ball and he just gets in a groove. Yeah. Whereas if you ask him to... Because he's, he's taken spinners down over here. Oh, yeah. There's no issues batting against spin when he's on 30 or 40 or 50 when they come to bowl at him. It's yeah. just over in the subcontinent where in Pakistan and Sri Lanka. When he's walking out and they're, they're starting like that, he just seems all at sea. So, yeah. you know, it might be that he scores a heap of runs off those guys mm-hmm. and then Jadeja comes on and cleans him up straight away. Right. But, you know, how is that any better than what David Warner's been doing at the moment? He's not scoring runs against anyone. Watching David Warner bat in the second innings of that test was like a bit visually having your tooth pulled. If, it just, if you it can just imagine that, like, it was that painful. It was almost like they were just like, how they, it was just like they were bowling and then they decided, now we're going to get him out. It yeah. was just, we could, we're bowling whatever we want and when we're going to get you out when we want to get you out. That's just how every ball looked like Warner yeah. was. And I was more disappointed, to be honest, with the the first, the, his first innings dismissal. And oh, that, people, that's just typical. And the people online going out saying, oh, he got a good rock. And I'm like, really? It was a straight ball from outside off, maybe ducked in a little bit. And he just got caught on the crease and it cut him in half between bat and pad. How is and, that? And a, beat him for pace. How is that a good? Like it's not a great rock. Like it's a <laughs> it's a it's a good one, sure. But that's not. You wouldn't be expecting a, an opener who averages forty five and has twenty plus test hundreds to be getting knocked over by that ball. No, exactly. Um, yeah. We can we carry him again? I, I, well, we'll uh, later on we'll talk about what we think we need to change with the side, and I don't have him in the side for the next test. Um, so I suppose let's go talk some positives about the Australian cricket team first. Um, you know, at two for two, I loved what Steve Smith and Marnus Lavishone did. No. They've they've shown that, um, that they they are thought ca- about this, haven't they? They've got an idea that, as we expected, they're going to be the two trump cards of our batting lineup. Um, and they started to look good. They had to rebuild at two for two, uh, as you would expect, 
and then they were, got themselves to lunch and were starting to just tip the needle back their way. You know, a two for two, you're looking like, oh, man, how's Australia coming back from this? Mm. But at lunchtime, you're thinking, I think they probably share honours in that session, maybe even a little bit Australia's way. Um, and then, unfortunately, um, they got themselves out. Well, they didn't get themselves out. Ravage Asia bowled a fantastic set-up spell to both those players, um, spearing in at Marnus for a couple of balls and then floating one up that just ripped and turned away from him. So as he was coming down to try and, and, and get to it, it's left him. Obviously, Dan's right. past it, got stumped. Um, Smith, a whole bunch that were, were leaving him. Smith's played for the spin. He's given him the arm ball that's gone through the gate. Well, actually, Smith got done through the gate twice. So hopefully he's going away from that and then he's going to shadow bat himself half to death and not get bowled through the gate for the rest of the series. But luckily he... Uh, got bowled off a no ball in the second yes, inning. So he, he's got to be switched on to that because I think Jadej is going to fancy himself to go through Smith's defences yeah. quite a bit this series. Um, overall, of the players that got in, so Warner got a rubbish ball. Oh, he was His was a rubbish dismissal. Kawaja, I thought, got a great ball first up. Um, full in-swinger. Yeah. Uh, wrapped him on the pads. With an interesting interpretation of yeah. DRS. DRS was a bit wobbly there, I think. It sort of swung until it hit his pads and then apparently was going dead straight from that point. Uh, yeah. we I'm not calling shenanigans on that, but it, it did look funny. Um, Renshaw got a good ball but didn't play it well yeah. um, either. So I'd say that's a, a 50-50 one. Like, uh, uh, yeah, Jadeja gave him a great rock and, and then Renshaw made it look better by not playing it the right way. But of the guys that got in, Smith, Lavashane, Hanscom and Carey, I thought there were there were flashes of what could be. Of course. But, but we can't, as I said during and my they're, mini they're pods. Out, they're probably our four best players to spend. Well, as I said in the mini pods I was doing over, you, you can't win a series with some impressive looking 30s and 40s. They need to turn those into big scores like yeah. um, Robert Sharma did. Uh, Carey looks like he's got a plan that he's going to play the reverse sweep as often as he can. So I don't think we can bank on Carey getting too many big scores, but I think he'll be, it'll be counter, it'll be punchy. He'll... Yeah, at, at, we want him to come in and turn a game around. You know, he's not going to come out and be able to survive. That's not his game. He needs to come out and try and take those spinners off their length. And the reverse sweep's a really good way to do it. Um, we were watching the, the dismissals during the during the break, segment break, and um, it looked disappointing how we got out in the second inning. But that's what he does, yeah. and, and we're, I'm happy to say, well, this is what he does. And he's at least got a plan. One thing that struck me, especially in that insipid second innings where we lost ten for in a session, is that a lot of the batsmen just didn't seem to have a plan for how they were going to go about it. So many people were getting back, like right back. Getting caught on the crease, getting in on the pads, you're you're dead. You are yeah. dead in India if you do that. Like, yeah. if you keep going back to Jadeja and Ashwin, they are going to beat the bat, and then you've just got nowhere to go. Yeah, and you you, you just you, you need to be getting onto that front foot with your bat out in front of your pad, allowing the uh, allowing for the. I mean, Warner actually did it a couple of, well a couple of times in the second innings. Like um, Ashwin was just stitching him up, but he didn't fish. You cannot fish. In India, you can't be like, "Oh, that's spinning." I'm going to try and ride that down in towards the gully. No, you, that, you just need to play the line and let it go. There wasn't enough of that from most of the other batsmen. Because the thing is, it also concerns me. I don't know whether or not it was just a, a, a hope and a prayer, or if they genuinely thought there was a chance they could get her. But how many of those LBWs were reviewed? 
when, like, honestly, they're an LBW shout that you could walk on. You don't yeah. even need to wait for the umpire. Marnus is one. He did the right thing. I was screaming at, at the screen, do not review that. Do not yeah. review that. You are dead set. Plum. Uh, Renshaw's was plum. Oh, Carey's yeah. was plum. Yeah. Warner's was plum. And it was just, do you guys, do you, are you guys just having a crack just in case? Because yeah. even if it's umpire's call, you're stuck there. You're yeah. out. Yeah. Or do you actually think there's a chance? Because that, to me, says that you've just got absolutely no clue what that ball is doing because you are dead to rights, yeah. like, out. Like, the umpire is insulted you have reviewed these decisions. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. He, uh, um, Renshaw's one was, yeah, Renshaw's one was farcical. Um, and, and, that's, and that, for mine, is, is concerning. Um, the only other positive, other than Smith and um, and Marnus having a, a semi-rebuild counter-attack at the beginning, Todd Murphy. And there are zero other positive things to talk about for Australia. How great was Todd Murphy on debut? He's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We've, we've made the comparison to a certain English off-spinner, and he showed every little bit of it, didn't he? Yeah, I was very, very impressed. I was very impressed with his speed. I was very yes. impressed with his line. I was very impressed with especially for someone who has almost no first-class experience, how he was prepared to um, stick to a plan. And in the face of adversity, when Rohit may have hit him for a few and things like that, he was, he didn't just go, oh, all right, I better go back to Spirit. He didn't save some runs. He was brave enough to keep working. Like, this is a plan I'm going to go to get these guys out and create chances. And Look, he got a couple mentally of very strong. He probably got a couple of soft ones. You know, Pajaras and Kalis were lucky. Kalis were lucky. But he, oh, the ball that got Jadeja out yeah. was arguably one of the best balls of the entire test from either was, team. Was, what impressed me so much about him as well, like all the things that you said, was that the subtlety. He has, a, he has an innate. He seems to have that sense of subtlety in his bowling, where he knows how he to vary his pace by three or four k's, and it's only a little bit. There's not a big jump up and down, you know. When he was when he was pushing it in, he's what 92, 94, 94, in... That subtle little change back to 90, 89, 88. And I'm pretty sure he got a couple of his wickets on those slower type of balls. Yeah. Um, and does everything with the ball. He obviously doesn't get the bounce that Lyon does. He? That's why I wasn't unhappy to see them both play because they're two different off spinners. Lyon's an over spinner. And Todd Murphy's a side spinner. The side spinner showed that it was a side spinner's wicket. On um, on Nathan Lyon, I'm starting to get a bit fed up with Gary because how many subcontinent tours has he gone on now where all we hear about from all the commentators and all of the journos and, and other cricket you know personalities that want to have their two bob about it have said, Nathan Lyon, you bowl too quick and too flat yes. for India. And in all of the tours, has there been any substantial change to the way that Nathan Lyon goes about it? What I'm finding frustrating about him too is have a if they can you know those pitch maps that they do, and they can compare how what where he was bowling in one instance to another. I'd be very interested to see his overall pitch map in Australia compared to what it is in India. And I guarantee you, he is at least eight inches back in towards the off stump in India, and his length is too full. Because he's bowling too fast, and it's just there is just seems to be this arrogance about him as going. Well, I'm Nathan Law, and I've got 450 Test wickets, getting close to 500. Uh, no one else. There's been no one around to take my spot. I'm as safe as ours in the Australian team. 
I don't like. I'm just going to do my thing. This is how this is how I play my cricket. This is what I'm good at, and um, I'm just going to you know live my best life and do this. You you need to be like you need to be constantly improving. No sportsman in the history of the game of any sport achieved perfection. None. Every one of them worked on their craft until they were said, "All right, enough's enough. I'm giving the sport away." Nathan Lyon should be figuring out a way. How do I get better to bowl with a bat pat on the offside? Enough of this bullshit that I feel claustrophobic with a, a player on the offside so I don't like it, so I don't have it. If it helps you get wickets, which it will, you need to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. If you are consistently bowling too flat and too fast and the subconscious succeed, you actually owe it to your team to improve your skills to be a better bowler in those conditions. Yeah. You don't just go and just do plan A wherever you go. I don't buy the claustrophobic rubbish, okay? All very, very good off-spinners have used the offside bat pad as an attacking weapon. They always have because they can spin the ball back into the pads, get a nick, and if he's coming forward, it's much more likely to go to the offside than it is to the leg side. We've seen in like the the Border Gavaskar Trophy in Australia, where uh, Pajara just batted for days and 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 days. Didn't look bothered at all. When Nathan Lyon finally put a bat pad on the offside, about the only time that Pajara actually was uncomfortable. was uncomfortable with Nathan Lyon at all. And it's a psychological thing too. As a batsman, you've got him in your eye line. It makes you. It makes you think you can't make that mistake. You can't squeeze the ball out. You can't get away with a squeeze because it's likely to pop straight out to him on the offside. I'm at the point now, and I know it's it's 85% the emotion of how badly we play, but if Cricket Australia came out and said the key to success in India is to have variety, we need to have variety in our spin attack so we can only carry one off spinner into the next test. Oh, it's Todd, it's Todd Murphy. Murphy. It's Todd Murphy. Like, without blinking, I am dropping the goat. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, enough is enough. Enough is enough. There are so many smart pundits that have all said this. And over the, he's now 35 years old. He's been playing since 2011. And there is almost a negligible attempt to alter his game to be better in the subcontinent. Mm. And it's, it's frankly, now that we've got some young spinners coming through, that attitude is not good enough. So whether or not it's his own personal attitude or it's the coaching staff letting him, you know, and telling him that this is the right way to go about it, back your strengths, that's not right. If, if he's getting advice for that, the people that are giving advice are wrong. And if it's his own attitude going, this, I'm just going to back my strengths, you need to add strings to your bow. That's what all sportsmen and sportswomen need to be doing during their, their careers, no matter what level it is. Yeah. Our level here at local cricket yeah. or basketball or football or soccer or playing professionally, you're always trying to improve. There's no point in saying, look, guys, I don't want to have a bat pad on the offside because I don't like it. Figure out a way to like it. There's yeah. no point saying, oh, I'm not really going to go and slow down because I feel I bowl my best when I bowl these quicker ones. It doesn't work. You need to be adaptable. Yes, you need to stick to your strengths, but you need to be able to change up to play conditions. That's what mm-hmm. test cricket is altering your skill set to adapt to different conditions. We want the batsmen to be able to play spin. Yeah. The bowlers need to be adapting to the conditions as well. Well, and actually that was a, quite a, a disappointing thing from the captain in the first innings too. I thought he bowled very poorly. Oh, it's never, the worst I've, Pat Cummins has ever bowled I've never seen for Australia. Bowl, yeah, yeah, I've never first. seen him bowl that badly. He, was, he looked rubbish. He was phenomenal in the second. 
with the sack at Newball. Yeah, he was. Um, so and to be fair, he, he I did. guess we're I guess we were allowed to let Superman have have a bit of an off day. Yeah, he forgot to take the Clark Kent glasses off, didn't yeah. he? But see, what was odd about that is obviously there was a plan to attack Midland off, like really attack the pads. But he set himself, I think it was early on, two slips in a gully or three slips in a gully and just a regulation mid-wicket to Rohit Sharma. Has he never seen Rohit Sharma bat? Like, <laughs> I think war zones are safer than bowling on his pads to Rohit Sharma. Exactly. Why was there not, like, two catching the mid-wickets and then some, some cover out? If you're attacking the stumps, it's hardly unlikely he's going to nick one to gully or you know, take some feet. Three some. slips is wasted. Essentially, in India, I think you know, like maybe free slips to the spinner, where you've got that little ring where it's basically encompassing the whole thing. But free slips, I just don't think in, on most Indian wickets the ball will carry far enough to get the third slip. So I would have thought with that field initially, his opening spell would have been no straighter than off stump and just trying to get him prodding at it early. Yeah. But there was this concerted effort to attack the stumps, but with no. No protection, protection and yeah. with the ball not doing anything off the pitch, Sharma just helped himself. Yeah, oh, look, I think we've got to give credit to Rohit Sharma too. What a fantastic, oh, absolutely that was. amazing! That was an absolute world class display of how to bat on a very difficult wicket from a, a quality opening batsman. He's really starting to come up in the estimations now, isn't he? He's, his record as an opener is just sublime. And, and it's going overseas as well. Like he's, no. That was his big thing. You can score in India, but what are you going to do when you leave? And he's he's now a player that can go all around the world and score yeah. runs. Um, very, very impressed uh, with Ravindra Nadeja with the bat and oh. Aksar Patel. I thought Australia, well, if they managed to get Rohit Sharma, he was the... He was the difference up yeah. until that point. If we got Rohit Sharma, we were right yeah. in the game. We picked up everyone else for a start, really. A yeah. um, couple of low scores. Like if we if we managed to knock over we, Sharma we, for we fifty, had, yeah, we were right in the game. We had then, potential to, to free twenty, free twenty them. But those guys that took it away from it. Oh, I reckon if we managed to get Sharma out, I reckon they were lucky to get 200, 250 mm-hmm. until Jadeja and Patel came out and then just absolutely put the nail on the coffin. I think I said in, in the, the ones on YouTube that I thought that the, the morning session was probably shared on day two. Mm-hmm. The middle session was slightly to India, but only just. So we were right there. We were trading blows, no. but we needed a we needed a session that we won comprehensively to and get ourselves. Never and we never it. got it. And then when we got to the third session of day two, um, Jadeja and Patel just took the game away from us. Yeah, um, isn't it handy to have a guy like Axar Patel coming in at number nine? He's come leaps and bounds as a batsman too. Yeah, he's, he's obviously credentialed in the white ball game. This yeah. has been the first we've really seen. Oh, I can yeah. remember him really seeing him look like that in the in the red ball game. Well, I, I've seen a, a fair bit of him because I, I watch a fair bit of the IPL, and it's been interesting to watch his development. He used to be a number eight, number nine in his franchise team. He's batting a lot higher than that now, and and scoring consistently, and. It's amazing how these guys just keep on improving. Oh, I mean, look at Ravi Dadeja. He's a world-class He batted in the top six now. for most teams yeah. easily. Um, I think, too, with Patel, where he's coming in, considering, especially because he primarily plays home tests, it's almost like he's got a bit of a license. Just yeah. back your good defence, and if the ball's there, just hit it for four. Don't even think about it. Just go for it. And yeah. when you've got that experience playing in the IPL of just being able to just see ball, hit ball, yeah. when you've got him coming in at nine... Um, off the back of hopefully a good platform, yeah. Um, yeah, he can really break the hearts of a lot of teams. Oh, I just, I, 
the frustration that you must feel, like they must have felt when these guys are putting, you know, like you said, we're back in the game. Mm. We're right back in it. Yeah, at that and, point, Sharma was the difference. If we yeah. knocked, Once we knocked over Sharma, I think they had a small, they might have even had a small deficit at that point. I can't remember on what, when did Sharma. So Sharma was dismissed for 229. So they're only ahead by 50 at that point. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like when we got Yadda about at five down, they were five for 168. So we managed to knock over, you know, say Jadeja and, um, and, and Sharma pretty quick. We were probably only looking at a deficit potentially of somewhere around 40, 50 runs. And then right then, we're, we're right back in the game. That wicket's going to get harder to bat on. We somehow managed to get ourselves to, to 200, 250 and give them 200 to chase. Yeah. Like that, That'd be really difficult to do on a on a day four or five wicket. But we yeah. just, yeah, uh, Jadeja and Patel came in, steady the ship and guided them to a nice round 400. And He's just a fantastic player, Ravi Jadeja. You just can't... You, whether you whether you you like the way the Indians play or, or whatever, this guy is just top notch. He really is just a quality player. And I mean, it's interesting. You talk about the great all rounders. I was actually having a bit of a, a conversation on on um, one of the Indian websites about the comparisons between a Ravi Dejaja, say, and a Ben Stokes. And I was then the only difference I can really find between the two of them is the consistency in the way they bowl. Ben Stokes comes in, bowls, whatever. He might go for a few, but he'll grab you some wickets. He's a much more attacking bowler in that sense. I would take is Ravi Dadeja is an all-rounder everywhere in the world except England over Ben Stokes. Yeah. England is the only place that I would take Ben Stokes yeah. ahead and, of Dadeja. the comparison of the two in the field is like they're both absolutely brilliant fieldsmen. Um, dynamic with the bat, I think... Stokes when he's going. I, I think I think Jadeja more dynamic with the bat. I think Jadeja is a much better ground fielder than Stokes, but they've yeah. both got very good hands. Yeah. They're not dropping many catches, no. uh, and that's not a slide on Ben Stokes when I say oh, that no. I, would, I would take Jadeja. Yeah, we're we're comparing you to the absolute cream of the crop, mate. And the fact that you're only you know, the fact you're a bloody Englishman doesn't help. But um, <laughs> to average twenty four yeah. bowling left arm. Spin yeah. and being able to get your forty, averaging forty batting at six. Yeah, um, yeah. that's and, a, that's a, a the very highest order. Um, so, and just lastly, before we touch on what we're going to go from here, just another shout out again to Todd Murphy. I mean, twenty two years old. I think it's his eighth or ninth first class match. Seven for one hundred and twenty four, forty seven hard long overs where he was. And Cummins, there were times where Cummins went to him before Lyon to. Yeah. He Cummins backed Murphy to get the breakthrough more than Lyon did. Well, he looked much more likely to get the breakthrough yeah. than what Lyon did. Even when even when he did get a little bit of tap, and he did get a bit of tap on occasion, he bowled forty seven overs at under three and over two point six. That is um, just extraordinary. Yeah, just um, and, and trying to be aggressive as well. Yeah, trying to be aggressive. Yeah, I think he's got the second best figures. On debut by an Australian, uh, an Australian spinner or an Australian, it might be an Australian. No, third best because Massey got yeah. eight for his edge. Crazier's got eight. Massey's got eight. Massey got eight twice in the same <laughs> game. That, 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 that's actually an interesting one. He is on that same list twice. twice. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Sixteen for the game, and then and then uh, Todd Murphy. So yeah, that was probably the only masterstroke that selectors pulled to get him in there, and he backed him up by by playing incredibly well. Uh, so where do we go from here? What's 
<laughs> How do we steer the ship in the right direction? Warner has to go. Sorry, but he just does. He's got to go. Yeah. It's sad when you get to a stage in people's careers of this. He's got to go. And the thing is, at this point, if he's going now, he, it'd be might find it difficult to get back. And he should. He should have. And he should find it difficult to get back. Yes. Um, I think we did Renshaw no favours by throwing him in in the middle order in on such a difficult wicket. He, I think he, he's while his bat's in the middle order in first class cricket. I think really well, he's, he's open. He's back opening the batting now. Yeah, so, I really think he's an open. We did him no favours there. He's probably going to get the axe. We just seem to have this thing that we're just going to just screw match Renshaw over as much as possible. Yeah. We're going to bat you at six yeah. on an on on a spinning wicket. on a spinning wicket in Sydney. We're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to bring you in to replace Warner after Sandpaper Gate, and then immediately discard you for Aaron Finch, who hasn't scored a first class run ever. Um, yeah, it's just, um, it's yeah. Where we, there's some hating going on on Matt Renshaw. I feel sorry. I do. I feel because he's a favourite of mine. I I'm, think he's a like, wonderful player. I'm dropping him for the next game. Yeah, he has um, to go. Um, for, personally, for more, and that's not. Um, it's not a, a personal issue thing. It's more the fact that Cam Green's coming back. Yeah. So for me, moving forward, yeah, I think you we bring head in. Uh, give him a crack at the top of the order like I've been calling for for a while. Warner goes, just yeah. get rid of him, play Kawaja at the top. Yeah. Um, well, I like the idea of Kawaja. If he gets in, he's a very steady influence and he can bat long. Mm. I mean, out of I, I know Warner's batted for a long time and, and Smith and that, Labuschagne, they bat for a long time, but it's really good when you've got an opener who will bat, you know, get you the second new ball. That's, you know, if you've done that as an opener, whether you've got 100 or not, you've done really, really well. Yeah. Um, I think Kawaja is a little bit unlucky. And the jury is still out on Uzi in these these type of spinning conditions, in the mundane, bland sort of wickets that he was getting in Pakistan, where we would have scored runs. Yeah. Yeah, he, he looked good. Sri Lanka found him out a little bit on occasion as well, and he. I think I don't, I don't think he batted long enough really to be found out. The I way he got out in the second innings, Aussie's been playing that shot for the last eight months. What I like about it though, it's intense. Yeah. Okay. It was you could probably say it's a bit reckless for early on in his innings, but he was trying not to let Ashwin settle. Exactly. He was trying to like the ball was tossed up. It was full. It was there to no. cover drive. He didn't quite get to the pitch of it. It. It's bit and turned, took an edge and got out. Now, if that if, ball doesn't bite and turn, I'll guarantee you're picking it up out from the gutter out on out on the cover boundary because yeah. he that's been a bread and butter shot for him for so long and it was just that slight difference, that extra bit of spin that Ashwin was able to get that, was, that caught the edge. Well, like I said, we would much rather have seen... Uh, we said in the in the preview, we'd much rather see our players get stumped or caught off a drive yeah. than just being placid and getting yeah. back and wrapped on the pads getting or bowled wrapped, or bowled or or caught in behind in your crease. Labuschagne had a very very has a very very specific plan. He's going to come right right forward or right right back. Live or die by that. Fine. At least you've got a plan. Smith does Smith things. Hanscom, I was a bit disappointed in Hanscom. I expected him to be a little bit more proactive 
Well, I think the handscomb had his hands tied a little bit because he had lots of wickets falling at the other end. Yeah. So he was sort of batting with you know with Smith a bit, and they sort of rebuilt a bit of a partnership, and then. Um, Smith got out, and then Carey came in, and Carey took charge. So Hanscom was just like, let's just you know, just tick the runs over, you know, good offer a good defence, get in there. And then all of a sudden, all of his help went, and then the bowlers didn't offer up much. And then he was standing there holding the bag. So Hanscom survives mine. We'll go and talk about the team shortly, but yeah, Hanscom survives mine. I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset with the way that he played. Stark uh, comes back, obviously. I don't know. This is the thing I don't know. So, obviously, we've got Stark coming back. He thinks he's about 80% fit. Um, he might be ready for the test. We've brought over Kuhneman, and what is frustrating for me about this is it's just the selectors are just screaming that they have no idea. Agar was picked. We picked Agar to play at Sydney because we were sure he was going to go to India. He's gotten to India. He hasn't played a tour game. I'm nodding furiously, by the way. He hasn't played a tour game. He hasn't played a test in these conditions. And now, all of a sudden, from just what we've seen in the nets, we're throwing Agar out and we're bringing Kuman out because they've already said that Kuman is expected to take to, to be the preferred left-arm bowler to Agar. Yeah. So if Agar was good enough a month ago... To get on the tour. To get on this tour. And Kuhneman, who's done nothing but play Big Bash, what has happened that Agar is now... Not good enough, and Kuhneman is. It's just absolutely mind-boggling select. It's selection by dartboard. Like it's just what, whether or not you can say that Agar deserved it after he was his bland performance in Sydney is neither here or there. He was picked on the tour as a left-arm spinner who offered a bit with the bat, and now we've picked another left-arm spinner yeah. before this left-arm spinner has been given the chance to fail in those conditions. Mm-hmm. So if we were sure. That sure we're not that Agar play two was not left arm spinners, are we? I wouldn't think so. But <laughs> that'd be four spinners. There's no way we're going to drop Lyon or or Murphy. And it just sma- I think that'd have to be super frustrating for me as a player. Is well, I was good enough to be picked on this tour. I was picked on the last couple of subcontinent tours. I'm here again. I haven't had a go. You don't know that I'm not good enough. But then all of a sudden you brought in a guy to replace me, who's probably going to get a debut because Jadeja took a stack of wickets. Bowling left arm, so I'll play a left armer. Yeah, and it's just, how is that not Agar's spot? It's just, and it's the same. It's the same rationale I had with with Marcus Harris when um, they brought Renshaw in for Sydney. He was he was in the squad, hasn't done anything to say that he shouldn't be in the squad, and then we go to India and he's not in the squad, and these other players are, and it's just like what has what Harris done after being picked in the squad to say that he's no longer good enough to be in the squad. Yeah. And that would be super frustrating for me as a player of not being able to defend my selection, not having the opportunity to defend my selection and then getting dropped. Well, I think, you know, it makes a mockery of this um, kumbaya sort of approach that they're going with when they're being so ruthless to individual people, you know, and they're not doing them any favours. They're like hanging them out to dry. You, hang, you hung Renshaw out to dry. You hung Agar out to dry. Maybe not so much Agar in Sydney, but I think you hung Renshaw out to dry in Sydney for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, well, look, Kuhneman, Kuhneman can burst onto the scene in that Sri Lankan one-day series, but there is absolutely no way that he is a more credentialed international player than Ashton Agar. Oh, no. He's like he's barely played any shield cricket this year because the wickets have been so wet and green that Kawaja has apologised for not being able to play more spinners um, when they interviewed him in regards to the first-class cricket when he was captain of Queensland. So you can't say that he's got a, a glut of first-class wickets right. behind him. 
And, and Agar is absolutely the better white ball bowler. So we're going off white ball form now for the Heat. Agar is he's won the T20 Player of the Year for Australia. He is one of the better white ball spinners that we've got. It just makes absolutely no sense that we haven't gone yeah, Agar well, for at least a test to see if he was going to be. Like you don't like Axar Patel proves you don't have to turn the ball much. You get the the line length and bounce right. You the the pitch will do yeah. enough to get you in the game. Yeah, and it's just, it's like you said, it's selection by dartboard, you know. And it's a spinning dartboard at that. I'm not even sure they know who they're aiming at. Like I'm fully expecting them to give a baggy green to Kuhneman for the next test. I'm yeah, not, I, I wouldn't too. pick him, but it, and it's just no. that it just it just smacks of. Clutching at straws. Yeah. Well, it's a massive straw clutch if you've ever seen one. I mean, it just absolutely has no logic about it whatsoever. Like, oh, it does. The logic is a left armour just carved us up. Left armours historically do well in India. Let's get a left. You've got one. That's what I mean. <laughs> it has absolutely no logic. How bad could he be bowling in the nets since he got there that yeah. they're now decided that you're not getting a go? That yeah. It's just... Especially when you consider what he offers in the field and with the bat as well. Yeah. And Kuhneman's an absolute number 11 with the bat, so we're going to lengthen our tail to bring him in. So essentially we would have, the way that I see it panning out, they're going to play the free yeah, spinners. You're going to have Lyon batting at nine. There are no, there's no tail wagging for this Australian side. Yeah. There's not enough quality with the batting yeah. for our bowlers. Where it's oh. very much seven, seven out, all out, all out. Yeah. So I guess getting to the team. So... Well, I'm not going to postulate what I think they're going to do. I'm going to Say if I was wearing we the want. Yeah. So I would have Travis Head opening the batting, partnering Kawaja, Smith, uh, Labuschagne, Smith three and four. I would have Green at five, Hanscom at six, Carey at seven. I would have Agar at eight, uh, Lyon, Murphy, Cummins, or Lyon. Sorry, Cummins, Cummins Lyon, yeah. Murphy at eleven. Mm-hmm. The caveat with that is. I think at fully fit, there is an argument who would be the better bowler to take out of Cummins or Stark. Stark. Stark is a better exponent of reverse swing. Cummins is an excellent bowler, an absolutely excellent bowler, but I think Stark is a marginally better exponent of reverse swing and provides footmarks for Murphy and Lyon to use. That being said, if Cummins is captain... We're not really going to drop him, are we? Which means if we were going to play Stark, it's either going to cost us a batsman or, or it's going to spinner. cost us a spinner. Yeah. Um, and that's because the, the tricky... only way. Only way I see him going then is, if, for argument's sake, they decided to go with Stark and and Cummins in the team. Then Kerry's got a bat six. Yeah, and then you would then lose a batsman. So, yeah. um, so that's that's probably what I would go. Cummins in Cummins and Green to shoulder the load. With the uh, with the ball for the quicks, and then a combination of Agar and uh, Lyon and Murphy to mm-hmm. and to be honest, if I could almost make an argument to go Stark over Lyon, go Cummins Lyon Green, sorry Cummins um, Stark Green as the quicks, and yeah. then Murphy Agar as the. Spinners. Can you imagine the uproar of Nathan Lyon got dropped up <laughs> from his fans in the media? I'd like. I'd almost. I'd almost do it because because of the fact that I have to play Cummins. If I didn't have to play Cummins, I'd play Stark and I'd play Stark and Green as the quicks. Yeah. But seeing I have to play Cummins, and look, let's face it, Cummins is not a bad bowler on the subcontinent. I'm splitting hairs over yeah. who's better, and a large portion of that is 
he will help our spinners. Yeah. He'll help their spinners too, but he'll yeah. at this point our spinners made all the help they can get yeah. uh, to try and slightly even the odds. Yeah. Um, so I'm splitting hairs that, uh, where I think that Stark might be marginally the better option to go, but seeing as that I can't drop Cummins, I'm going to go Cummins and Green. Yeah. But, yeah, the way I feel about it at the moment, I could I could drop Lyon for Stark and go... Um, Murphy and Agar to carry the load. You, you and then, couldn't possibly be considering dropping Murphy. Oh no, absolutely not. I, I, to, to be honest, I'm, I, Murphy for mine gets the uh, a lifeline the whole way through this. He goes on the tour to England, and, and I would be I would be seriously considering whether or not Murphy gets a crack over line in England. Because let's face it, Lyon didn't have the greatest dashes in 2019 either. No, that's true. Um, we love the go. We do. We love the go. But like all great players, you come to the end of your career. And 35, it doesn't sound very old these days, but it's pretty old. He's got well over 100 tests under his belt, you know, and pushing up towards 500 wickets. Um, he come in at a time in in our cricketing history when we desperately needed I think we a went spinner. Twelve spinners in sixty matches. Yeah. We okay. desperately needed a spinner and he's been oh, he's, he's been, been amazing. He's been wonderful he's been wonderful. He's been one of the form off spinners in history. I think we need to go to another level of ruthlessness in the way that we pick our team. We can't be just kumbaya and people. And a guy's come in, he bowls the same as you. You got two wickets one wicket, sorry, and he got seven on wickets that should have helped you just as much as they helped him. And considering the golf in their experience, it is very yeah. telling. Uh, you looked a little bit surprised when I said Hanscom at six. Was that because you were expecting Kerry there, or did you have other thoughts? Um, no, I, 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 I would have Hanscom at five and Grant six. Oh, well, yeah. I, that's the only change I make. I love Green at six. I love what he brings at six. He can play the counter attack as we've seen. He um, he can bat long as we've seen. What he's bringing with the ball is just getting better and better and better. Um, pushing him up the order at this stage is a little bit unnecessary when we've got a ready-made number five in Pete Hanscom to go straight into the slot. Yep. Very um, cool. So my my team would basically be essentially the same as yours. Um, my only thing is I would probably, I'm not sure I want to play free spinners. So you go the two offies again? I'm going the two offies and, and uh, yeah, I'll probably go the two offies again. Um, and then Stark and Cummins? Stark and Cummins. Because I just think Mitch will bring so much more of the reverse swing. Uh, at this point, if I was going to, like, if I was going to pick, Two spinners, it'd be a left armor and an offie. I'd drop line. So you'd, I, it, you'd, you'd be that ruthless? I'd be that ruthless. Yeah. I, I think, and it's well, not, I it's have not, no problem with that either. It's not just based off the last test. I no, mean, we're Lyon, talking historical performances. Lion has had some excellent performances in India, don't get me wrong, but the overwhelming majority of his subcontinent performances have been average, above average, yeah. and then occasionally a good, yeah. a, a good performance in there. And I think consistently the issue is that he doesn't – it doesn't suit him. He's, he's a, a, a top spinner that relies on bounce and he doesn't rely so much on side spin and just won't get better, won't improve that aspect of his game. Yeah. Um, 
that being said, look, my preference would be to take the three. But if we got there and went, actually, I reckon reverse swing's going to really work here, I'd drop line. I would drop line and go with Murphy and Agar and, yeah. um, and then head Labuschagne and Smith yeah. to offer us some... some... But we, we could, he bowled 50, wicket, 50 overs in his, um, debut in his debut test. So yeah. you know he's good for a long spell. Plenty yeah. of days off. I don't see yeah. any harm. I'm just chucking him the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, Agar, at worst, should not go for runs. That's no. the way he bowls. He yeah. should be able to tie and end up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's... The well, good thing about Agar is with his height, he'll get a little bit of natural variation as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not expecting to turn the ball the way that the Indians' oh. left-armers do because they're, they're natural left-arm spinners, mate. They spin the ball hard. They get looped. They get bounce. You know, Agar's a very direct sort of a bowler. You're not going to see him drifting the ball into the off, into middle and off stump and spinning it back past towards the slip. Mm. That's not what he does. He'll push the ball in on a length, round about fourth stump to off stump, and and try and get the you know. But he does need to be getting a batsman forward. Yeah, he needs the bowl length. That's, he's going to hit the top of off stump and, and, and challenge gonna, the outside edge of the yes, right-handers. They have to be. Yeah. I mean, they'll play him off the just, inside edge. He needs to try and do what Jadeja's doing yeah. in, in some facsimile of that. Obviously, Jadeja is one yeah. of the world's best. Um, but, you know, coming in, having the balls that are challenging the stumps, bowling your arm balls, and then the change-up that takes it away and just using subtle variation, allowing the pitch to make everything a bit more of a guessing game. Yeah, um, yeah look, there's, there can be no doubt that I'm basing this on uh, potential. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the skills that Agar can bring here. There's no empirical evidence to say that it'll work. No. But we've seen what he can do in one-day cricket. We've seen what he can do in 2020 cricket. Yeah. If he comes in and replicates some of those skills here, using the skill set that he's got, offering a little bit with the bat, might be able to help alleviate some of the issues that we've got. Because at the moment, if we, if he's batting at eight, I think that helps because, like I said, Kerry is the last of – he's the vanguard. Yeah. There's nothing after Carey. Yeah. So if you've, at least you've got Agar then, if Agar's in there with a Steve Smith or a Marnus Labuschagne, you might have a chance of mounting a defence. And 50 runs could be the difference in a test in India. Oh, absolutely. And if you can get another partnership going out of that, there's every little bit helps in India. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that would be my 11. I fully expect, though, that the 11 that I've picked to look um, like uh, that's you probably lose Hanscom for head. Uh, Green will come in for Renshaw. Warren will stay where he is. Um, and Kuman will come in for Bolland. Yeah. Um, actually, a bit of a shout-out to Scotty Bolland as well. He bowled his butt off in that first Did everything game. you could expect he, from him. He, 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 they said to him, you're going to be the donkey, and he worked his butt off. He was excellent. Couple Didn't threaten a lot. But did exactly what you would have hoped he was going to do. He targeted that off stump. He made them play forward. They couldn't play him off the back foot, and they had to hit him straight down the ground. Yeah, tried and, the runs up. Yeah. Did an excellent job for what we could expect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great job to, to Scotty. Ruined his average a bit, but uh, you get that on oh, the yeah. <laughs> Indian tours. Yeah, they ruined the average for a lot of seam yeah. up bowlers. Absolutely. All right, well, I think that's enough ranting and raving. We could go on for about this for hours and hours because we were very, very upset. Um, but I think more than anything, what needs to change from Australia is an attitude mindset. There's all this big talk about planning, about how they're going to to tackle subcontinent conditions. And as what I can see, it's the same insipid, cowardly, 
like right. no clue, getting back and just letting the ball wrap you on the pads that we've seen on countless other subcontinent tours. They right. have to play with intent. Yes. Um, and I know, we know that... And these... that, that can be intent to defend. Yes. You're defending with intent. Like, if you look at Rohit Sharma, like some of the best players over in India, Rohit Sharma, Prajara, people like that, they they can occupy the crease for a while. They back their defence. And then when the when it's there, they go for it. But they're, they're, they're dictating things to the bowler all the time, even if they are defending. Have a look at Sharma's inning. You'd be able to count on that on one hand the number of times he was caught bang on the crease by the spinners. He's either right forward, he's right back, and he's bat position. Look where he hits the ball in relation to the Australian batsman. And that's the big key. You need to be getting out in front and hitting the ball with intent in Indian. You're going to stand and prod around and just sort of get half back. Jadeja and Ashwin and Axe are just going to eat you to dinner. pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the big thing. What, what needs to change, and more than anything to do with selection, is that the whole team needs to, to put their big boy pants on and play cricket with some intent. Right. I'd much rather see us get like get rolled trying to take the fight to India yeah. than sit there and go, we just weather the storm and get on the other side of this. There is no other side yeah, to the storm no, exactly. in India. Exactly. The storm just doesn't end in India. It just keeps coming. That's why they it, pick it's, these it's, amazing it's the bowl. It's the spin bowling version of facing the four horsemen of the apocalypse from the West Indies. Oh, we got through, you know, we got through Marshall and Roberts. What are we going to do? And then we get through the Colin Croft. It's the same thing. Oh, we got through Ashram. We got Jadeja. Oh, then we got Patel. And then... and then they'll just come back on for another spell and another spell and another spell. And you can't just, you can't play this game with them. They want to, they're trying to wait you out. They're happy to just keep bowling, dot ball, dot ball, dot ball, dot ball. You must not, be scoring off them. You're not hurting them. You're not hurting them. <coughs> because, yeah, it, yeah, it, it is like, there's one with your name on it. If you sit there and be placid, there's one with your name on it. You need to make them earn your wicket. Yeah. And if the, you know, make them pay for it with some runs and maybe yeah. then all of a sudden they've got to change their lines and get it out of that rough. And, and this is where, you know, we've, we've spoken at length about Travis Head. This is where him coming in and doing what he does in the middle order, if he was able to come out and replicate that in an Indian, in an Indian situation, it would put them so far on the back foot. They they would struggle with that. I think that's why I want him to open because I think if we give them a bloody nose first up, win the toss, bat first, and then, you know, um, heads 50-odd at lunch. You know, we're probably going to be close to 100 at lunch, smoking boundaries everywhere, going at a strike rate of, well, he's been going at basically 100. Yeah. For, he's doing that, and every time they give him anything loose, he's smacking it for four. Yeah. Make India make up the game for once rather than us trying to fight our way back into the game. It exactly. might not work. But no. it, to be honest, we've done this for the last three tours and it's never worked for us before. So right. maybe let's try something different. Be bold. Be brave. Get out there and just and get, try to give the Indians a bloody nose. Go out and smack some stuff before. Rotate the strike. Hit those quick singles. Be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, anything's better than watching us get knocked over ten times in less than a session. Yeah. Absolutely deplorable. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, all right, so that'll do us for this episode. Hopefully, we will have some better news to talk about in the next episode because I believe that we'll get the next testing. Um, well, it's Thursday, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. So uh, 
until then, I'll probably do the same thing as I did after you know, 11 o'clock at night. I'll sit there and hopefully have a bit more of a smile on my face than I did the last time. Your, your persona in those, pod, in those mini pods was not good. Oh, I, could, I could feel the negativity through the smoke. I was, I was disgusted, to be quite right. I got out for a duck yeah. on day three for on the Saturday. So my, so oh, that helped so as well. Da- oh, that it was a very dogs. classy duck. It was a Michael Clark leave. Yeah. Big, elegant leave of the ball, and the ball jagged back and took off. I was like, God And you know, damn what, it. You know what actually is, this is a bit of a local aside, Gary Bennett. Have you seen where he is in the batting stats? Don't want to talk about Yeah. Don't want to talk about oh, it. He, he stopped me at home and made me look. <laughs> Love oh. you guys. All right, guys. Until next week, bye for now. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.